0: Hey, welcome back, everybody, to the Lucky Underdog Podcast, brought to you by Believe Network in whatever way you watch in your podcast. And right now, my boy Devin's not in the building with us. He'll be with us shortly. So I'm not going to, I can't give the, the great intro that he gives, but I will tell you that the Lucky Underdog Podcast, we are always bringing out that we always showing the underdogs. And we always going to highlight the guys who don't get the media coverage. And tonight, specifically, we're going to be highlighting those guys who might not be getting those high stars, maybe not the four star, five stars, maybe those lower three stars, higher three stars that we might be trying to point out tonight is who's going to be impacting the, the campus, be making a huge impact on campus coming up. So I got my guy Ryan Ryan Roberts with us today to give us a little insight of you know, the new recruiting class we have. So we're excited to have him on. We've had him on before. He's always given us some great insight on what's going on in the locker room with the Irish and we're, we're glad to have him back. Yeah, man. Oh, CJ, I appreciate you having me back, man.
1: Yeah. It's been a uh, it's been a busy few weeks. I mean, All Notre yeah. Dame new OC, obviously, nice. and getting ready oh, for yeah. the bowl game and national signing day, and it's uh it's rolling in Notre Dame land, man. I know you guys got a lot to talk about right now, for oh, yeah.
0: sure. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And let's. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, just like you said, uh, new OC, man. That it's a uh, Mike Denbrock. You know, that's a a big. Uh, a big steal for us, you know. We'll, we'll cover that a little bit more once Devin gets in, uh, you know, gets here for the show. But um, right now, you know, let's, let's kind of talk about these signees. You know, these these, these guys these guys we'll be expecting on campus pretty soon. Um, yep. You know, kind of who the guys that we should be, you know, looking out for. Um, you know, you know, out of that, out of that group right now. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. I mean, first and foremost,
1: I think it ended up being a really tremendous class for Marcus Freeman mm-hmm. and the staff because I, I think that they. They really, I really think that they hit the key areas with highly ranked players and guys that can kind of come in and contribute potentially early if they're needed. I mean, they got a high four-star caliber quarterback, bordering five-star caliber quarterback in CJ Carr, depending on who you ask. They brought in a big-time wide receiver in Cam Williams, who's in the state of Illinois, Glenbard South, which is you know just a, a suburb of Chicago, so right in their backyard type of thing. They got a big-time offensive tackle, Gerby Lambert, up in the state of Massachusetts. So we're talking about quarterback, offensive tackle, wide receiver. They got a couple really talented defensive ends like Bryce Young, who's Bryant Young's son, who's obviously a former Notre Dame great. So they got some high-impact players, I think, in the most important positions that you look for from a football perspective. But I think they really rounded out, CJ, with, and I know it's perfect for this show, but they found a lot of guys that they were kind of ahead of the curve on a little bit, you know, in, in the terms of they found some guys that were, you know, had the three star moniker on them and and right. were lightly recruited to begin and kind of blew up a little bit later. I think Notre Dame in general, Marcus Freeman, obviously his coaching staff and Chad Bowden and the recruiting department, I think they did a really good job of evaluating and finding some really good, you know, people would typically call them diamonds, but I just think. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit of late risers in different situations. So, I mean, you got a kid in Bodie Cahoon who's down kind of in your neighborhood, I believe, you know, down there in the state of Virginia. You went to Patrick Henry in Roanoke, okay. Virginia. And oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, that young man is listed as a three-star, but he's six foot three, 220 pounds right around, clocked at a four five four electronic 40-yard dash this offseason. And in 11 games, he had 203 tackles 27 tackles for loss and nine sacks as a senior, so you you can keep the three star all you want, man. man. I don't care about it because yeah. that kid is talented and super productive. Oh, so I think they did a great job with that.
0: Yeah, I mean, especially you know from a, I mean, just being a Virginia guy, you know, especially from a place like Roanoke, you're not gonna get much exposure. So you know, the, he probably just not not one of those guys at all the camps and stuff. So you know, he's he's definitely Notre Dame guy who's gonna you know come on campus make it make a huge impact, man. That's that's the that's funny. The Funny quick story about Bodie Cahoon. Actually, he's one of the biggest risers
1: in the 2024 class in general because he was actually committed to Ohio State as a lacrosse player originally. So wow. he's like one of the, he's like an all American lacrosse player. Ooh, like I he is have. legitimately really good. He was there for like a year and a half and then he decided, you know, I actually would rather play football. So he kind of opened his recruitment and teams like Miami and Tennessee and some big time programs, all the Virginia schools, they came after him hard and Ultimately, Notre Dame won out because he, he. I mean, he has family. He has roots of family in the state of Indiana in general. But then, obviously, he's a 4.2 GPA kid, kind of weighted type of player. So, fascinating backgrounds, man. But, I, again, I think that really goes to Notre Dame, the staff, and the recruiting department. They really did their homework on some of these kids that, again, are a little bit of – I guess outside the realm of like, you know, Oh, high star, four star caliber player, high five star. Like they got five star upside players in a lot of areas that just kind of come in different shapes and packages this year.
0: Right. And, you know, I mean, a lot of, you know, for me, you know, I'm I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not a star guy myself. You know, I was, a, yes. I think I was a three star coming out of high school. Um, and, you know, I mean, as far as, you know, the stars, you know, I, I, I think I played with more five stars that didn't do well than I did, you know, that did well. So it's like, you know, it's kind of like, you know, those guys kind of peak early sometimes. Yeah. And you know, you, you kind of you don't like you don't like to see it, but it's like, you know, you, you, you like to see the guys who just get there and just can just develop and keep developing and get better and better as they keep going. And uh those I mean and you know, you know, a lot of three stars, you know, happen like that, a lot of you know, four stars as well. So um, you know, I just for every guy that's coming on campus, man, I'm excited for him. Uh, you know, yeah. it's a great experience. Um, I know how you know I know, how, how, I, know I felt. Coming from a small boarding school in Virginia, like going to going to Notre Dame, uh, it was a dream come true. So for all these guys to sign and you know make their way, getting and they'll start to get to campus, that's a real special thing. So however their you know however their journeys end up or whatever, man, I'm just probably excited for all they, all of them. Hopefully they hopefully they won't won't have too many people transfer out. You know how how that goes, but you know yep. let's just let's just hope for the best.
1: Absolutely, and I, I think that that's my favorite part about Notre Dame, though, because I know obviously you can attest to this, but they recruit nationally at such a level where it's like, you know, they had players from Texas this cycle, Illinois, California. They're recruiting Hawaii in the twenty twenty five class. They recruited Georgia this year, North Carolina. They got a couple of really good players on North Carolina this year. It's really cool just to kind of see how these classes mesh a little bit, you know, because they're kids from all different, you know, you know, just oh yeah, socioeconomic <laughs> backgrounds and yeah. and where they come from and family entities and you know some are from public schools some are from private schools and just a lot of different backgrounds which is really neat and i mean honestly like they also because recruiting is so hard and i agree with you like i'm not a stargazer i've never i push back against star ratings all the time because it's like we're talking about 17 18 year old kids where it's like some kids are early risers some kids are late risers like there's no developmental path that's kind of like mainstream right you know what I mean like they just kind of develop it all different ways but I really do think that's the cool part of Notre Dame is like you have kids from everywhere man I mean yeah, really right. like I mean you're yourself from Virginia but like some of our favorite players ever like Manti Teo and yeah. and you know Stefan Tuitt down in Georgia and, and kids yeah. out in Cali you know and then Alo- Alohi Gilman becomes a stud at Notre Dame and he's like he's at Navy his freshman year you know what I mean like that's the coolest part about Notre Dame in my opinion
0: yeah no that's actually really cool to even think about now like know a lot of my best friends from you know from notre dame or from you know south carolina california new jersey i mean literally all texas all over the place new york like literally all over the country so you know notre dame really does a great job recruiting nationally and you really have different you really around different backgrounds like a a lot of different backgrounds and it's cool you know cool to you know cool to be around those type of guys and those different personalities especially you, you know Especially when you meet a Cali guy for the first time, like it's it's like a this a different experience, like because they're just so different from you. But uh but yeah, man, we're definitely excited for those young guys coming on campus. Um, like like I said, man, it's it's, it's a dream come true for a lot of those guys. So go do your were, thing. Were you an
1: early were you an early enrollee back in the day? Just uh, out of no. curiosity. No, I, were, was,
0: so. I was I was oh uh, yeah, yeah. My my high school, we had to graduate in the spring. You know, it wasn't yes, it wasn't that, uh, that's true. Yeah. It wasn't none of that. Um you can. You know, kids now. I, I got kids now that come into my gym, and they're like, "Yeah, you know, I graduated my sophomore year, basically. Like, they're they were done with school. Like, they just all they got to do is go to electives for the next couple of couple of years. So, it's a, it's um, it's
1: it's a wild world, man. Because I mean, to your point, like Woodbury Forest, uh, Armel Mukum, who signed last year for to Notre Dame from Woodbury, he also wasn't able to graduate early. I completely yeah. could have connected those dots there. There was actually a Notre Dame target that was a twenty twenty five corner, Kevin Humes. He's at a mm-hmm. St. Francis Academy in in um in like the Maryland D.C. area, and so we're in December of his junior year, right? He just reclassified, so he's gonna be so he's ready to go to college now. A year and a half in <laughs> advance, I'm just like, how the heck do they make this stuff happen? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's it's a wild world, man. But yeah, it's I I asked that because this Notre Dame class in 2024, it's it's the most early enrollees that Notre Dame has ever had in a class. Wow. They have 15 early enrollees out of 23 commits
0: in the class. So like, like the whole 70 of the yes. class is going to yeah. be here in January. You know what I mean? Which is wow. wild. That is really wild. And you know another another thing. I I don't know if you really have any insight on this, but like, how is like how are they like the NIL value? Is it like based on like the recruit like how they're ranked or like is it just it's, off their like position like? Kind of it, it,
1: it's it's partly the it's partly the ranking. I, I know like on three does like the nil in- evaluation type of stuff. Like it's mostly, and, and I think this is true in the in the real world, right? Like your value comes from like what your audience is and what your market is, and so yeah, like they do their nil evaluations based upon like what their you know where they come from, one like the demographic, but then it's more about like. Your social media reach. How many followers do you have on X? How many followers do you have on Instagram? What do you have on TikTok? Like, that's really yeah. where the value comes. And then, obviously, like, you know, big time quarterback that's going to Notre Dame, for instance, like, right. their NIL value is going to be a little bit higher. So, I think positionally that also plays into it. But it's really a social media reach, man, early on in the process. And I, I, I think it's great you know, to a degree, I think there's some things that still need to be figured out, but ultimately I, but my favorite thing about the Sam Hartman era in Notre Dame for the year was, I thought Sam was very up and down and it was, you know, just, you know, there was some really good, there was some not so great, but the best thing about Sam Hartman left this, this uh, program, in my opinion, is he showed that Notre Dame, that a guy can go to Notre Dame and make a lot of money because before it was a fact, like, Michael Mayer, Isaiah Foskey, they made a lot of money at Notre Dame and they were actually one of two of the top 10 highest paid college football players their final year at Notre Dame. Nobody knows about that though. But the great thing about Sam Hartman is we all know he made it right around $2 million this year, which is great for Notre Dame because that's one of the, like Alabama, Georgia, the, like they're going to poke holes and be like, oh, you can't, you're not going to make money like you're going to make down here up at Notre Dame and it's not true. <laughs> it's it's just not a fact. You know what I mean? So I think that transparency of NIL at Notre Dame is like a big thing moving forward. Honestly,
0: Uh you know, I didn't really think about that, but that's huge. I mean, to me, I mean two mil. Man. I mean, if a, I mean, but a, a quarterback coming What's up, games, games, man? Like, like what <laughs> that's, that's that's good money for them young kids coming up. So man, they definitely got to be looking like, oh yeah, this looking at chops. So man, that's yeah. man, that's that's huge. So. Thank you for that. I didn't I didn't I just saw like I was see like the name and then like there you see their evaluation, like how is it being evaluated? Is it like a number? Is it like a yep. set thing? Like if they ranked number 55 in the nation, they they ranked like this NIL or something. I don't know, but I just had to ask and see if you knew what was up with all that. But um yep. but yeah, that's uh you know, I think we can go ahead and move on to our new OC that we mm-hmm. stole from Coach Kelly. <laughs> you know our, our our guy mike denbrock um he, he was my receiver coach uh for two years um while i was in while i was there uh helped me tremendously um i i gotta say one of the best coaches i've had, had the, the privilege to play play for um i think i said it the other week i think i said last week uh you know i would run through a wall for him any day i'm i'm really yep. pleased that you know the guys at they get the Get to have him as a coach again because he really actually he really cares about the really cares about the players. He's not he's not one of those guys who just says it. He actually means it, and um, you know it really comes from a, a real place. So um, you know I just want to just you know make sure I put that sentiment out there because you know Dembrock's always my boy, man. I appreciate the, you know all, all the love he gave gave to our receiver room while we were there, and the yeah. confidence he, he instilled in us. I think it's
1: going to be big time for the program. I mean, we could talk about the recruiting implications because it's going to be very attractive to a lot of like Notre Dame, you know, future receivers and running backs and quarterbacks that are going to want to play for Mike Denbrock, obviously. But I think just the, I mean, the 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 dynamic of you got the the top OC in the country in terms of his team just averaged over forty six points a game last year at LSU, right? Like that, just getting that dynamic of taking him from LSU, a big time SEC program, getting it back up to South Bend. And you mentioned it already. And I've heard nothing but rave reviews as far as I haven't heard a single person yet, even behind the scenes. Tell me anything negative about Mike Denbrock. It's like all praise, like great person, great coach, obviously great individual. And he just builds those relationships. So I think that he's going to be big time for the Notre Dame program to be able to establish an offensive identity, get it back. And I mean, he's done a, At Notre Dame, at Cincinnati, at LSU. Like, he's had a lot of great offenses, obviously, over the last few years. So, I think he's going to do a tremendous job, man. And I'm super happy because it's also going to be a little bit of stability. You know, like, he's not like Tommy was a young guy. Jared Parker was a young guy. There's a little bit of a stepping stone feel to like young guys having the OC job. Coach Denbrock's a little bit older at this point. He's running around 60 years old. He might be kind of nearing the end of retirement somewhat soon. So, I mean, You could, in theory, this could be the final stop for Mike Denbrock, which if it is, that's a a great final destination because he's never spoken anything but high praise of Notre Dame, obviously.
0: Yeah, and, you know, just, you know, coming with, you know, a guy like Denbrock, you know, coming in with all these new pieces to an offense, uh, I think this is going to be a great, I think that was probably the perfect choice just for us because we have so many new pieces. I think a guy like Riley Leonard, he'll be able to come in and, He'll mesh with it. He'll mesh great with a guy like Coach Denbrock, who's not yep. going to be putting, you know, who's going to pressure him, but it's not going to, not going to try to, you know, kick him when he's down. But he's going to, you know, but also he's going to put that, he's, gonna, he's also going to put that, put, put that pressure on him that he needs to go out there and make plays. But he's also not going to make the offense as complicated, whereas, you know, the guys aren't, don't really know what's going on. Like he's going to make it very yep. simple. He's going to make, let the guys go out there and play their best football. So, um, that's what I'm. That's what I'm most excited about because I know the guy. I know the receivers, the tight ends, the whole offense. I know they're going to get a chance to really put their their best foot forward, and that's all I can really ask for.
1: Yeah, I mean, from a position position coach perspective, I mean, you mentioned obviously a wide receiver coach, but obviously you he would in theory take over the tight end coach role, which that's literally what he was just doing at LSU. He was also coaching tight ends. I just think it's a it's an easy transition, man, and I think that it matters that he's been here, like he, he knows. The day in and day out grind that the student athletes go through, right? Like going to class and going to, to morning practice and lift and all those types of things like that. Those dynamics, I think, are a big help to someone like Coach Dan Brock and being able to come in. And like you said, I mean, he's going to be able to really energize, I think, a lot of people early on. And like the, the Jane Daniels thing that he just did in LSU, I think the best thing that he did was he allowed Jane Daniels to be who he was, right? Like to, to have his dynamic ability – you can't just kind of pigeonhole dynamic dual threat quarterbacks and just make them pocket passers, right? Like he's going to allow a guy like Rodley Leonard to be an athlete, to be able to move around, to be able to be himself. And my favorite thing for schematically is that I, I would say, and, and correct me if I'm wrong about this, CJ, because obviously you played for him, but I wouldn't say from what I've watched of Mike Denbrock at Notre Dame, Cincinnati, at LSU the past few years, I wouldn't say he's like this most like exotic scheme guy of all time. I think that he has shown me that he knows who his playmakers are and he's gonna do the best to get them the football in the primetime moments like I think about yourself I mm-hmm. think about it Cincinnati when he had Drone Ford like he let he leaned on Jerome Ford he had Desmond Ritter last year obviously with Jane Daniels and the wide receivers I feel like he's just a very who are my playmakers and I'm gonna make sure that they're the focal point of this offense
0: yeah and uh, I would not like, even to the test of that like he'll even like when you're in this like when you're in that moment like in the game and he's like, "Alright, you're he feels that you're doing you're, you're doing your thing." He's like, "All right, I need to get you the ball more." Like, he'll 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 do that. And I mean, it was even a point, I think um it was one year I, I think we are playing Purdue. I had ran a dig route, I tripped, but I think a couple of plays before I had a big catch on a, a, a flag, a corner route whatever. And he he calls me down after the after the after the drive. He's like, what, "What the f are you doing?" like and he's like, "I'm trying to get you the ball." Like, you're doing your thing. I'm trying to get you the ball. And then, like he—he's that type of coach. Like, yeah, he like you—you you might mess up. but He's like, man, I'm trying to—I'm trying to get you going. Like, I want like yeah. it's, it's your time to shine. I'm gonna give you your shot. Like, if if it's your—it's your opportunity to shine, I'm gonna give you your shot. So, um, you know, that's a—that's the kind of coach you mean. That—that's that, the kind of coach that you know is gonna prog- progress guys. You know, especially them young guys who coming in, uh, especially the young young receivers and new receivers that we have that not gonna be used to them, not gonna be used to Riley Leonard his his the way he plays sometimes. And you know, kind of the way yep. he might he might get out the pocket and run around like when we have to he has to create he gonna have to create early on in the season so he might just just having a, a, a you know an oc who's gonna instill that instill that you know confidence like hey yo y'all y'all gonna make them plays he's your quarterback gonna try to make the plays so y'all gotta make the plays for him so yep. he's that type of coach and that's the kind of co- kind of coach you need to progress the offense
1: He's got a long track record as a very good recruiter as well. So yeah, yeah I, I just I, I think it's a can't miss hire, man. I really do. Like, I mean, they were talking about you know the the two big names that were on the board were obviously Mike Denbrock and Kirby Moore from Missouri was the other guy that people were talking about a lot. And honestly, like I like a lot of what Kirby Moore did Missouri this year and what he's been doing over the last few years. I mean, he coached under Kalen DeBoer, who's obviously now at Washington. I I would have been totally okay with the the Kirby Moore hire. But it's it would still have been a little bit more risky, right? Like he's still a right. younger guy, still finding his way. I just like what's the downside to Mike Denbrock? You know what I mean? Like you just you know what you're going to get. He's going to be right. very good in all capacities, and I just yeah, exactly. I just don't think there's much downside to that move.
0: No, definitely definitely a great move for Coach Freeman and 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 the whole and the whole whole group of everybody, a whole group of Irish there at the Goog. So man, we're happy for happy to have Denbrock back. Man, it's a, a it's a pleasure, man. We're really happy to see him see him walk back through them doors because um, I know a lot of guys in that locker room is gonna have confidence in them too. So, uh, Ryan, man, we really appreciate you. We appreciate the time that you you, you came on today. Um, give us a little bit, of, give us a little bit inside about them them guys in the um, in the new classes coming in. Uh, a lot of the in, early, early enrollees that you know I didn't know that we had fifteen of, which is amazing. Um, yeah, those guys can go ahead and get started, so they can do they can do spring ball and all that, which is great. I mean, that's just getting those reps early on, um, you know, yeah. kind of getting going through that that you know rookie, you know, kind of that freshman fifteen that you're gonna put on, you know, at, at all the freshmen. So just kind of getting that out the way early on and hitting that first winner in Notre Dame, yeah. that's yeah. good. That's, that's good. So you can kind of kind of get that out the way for the next time. So you they, know they even time. had.
1: A- they even had CJ Carr at he was literally he's literally practicing in the bowl prep with them as well. Obviously, he can't play in the game. I don't I don't think yeah. they would want him to play anyway, but right. yeah, man. They're getting him in early and uh should be a very interesting 2024 season, that's for sure.
0: There definitely will be, definitely will be something, man. Appreciate you, appreciate the time. Uh man, really? you know, hopefully, you know, we can get you on again. Uh, you know. Good luck, you know, I don't know what we got for this this bowl game. We'll see. It looks like it's going to be like a competitive spring game almost. So uh, we'll see how the bowl game goes, man. Well, Ryan, we really appreciate you coming on the Lucky Underdog Podcast. Once again, man, it's always a pleasure, man. Thank you. Absolutely, brother. Absolutely. Thank you as always for having me. I really appreciate it.
2: But it's yeah. crazy, though, because, I mean, he's definitely had a lot of success with the, the the caliber of dudes that he's coached at Notre Dame. I mean, when he was there in O2. He had offensive tackles and tight ends. Anthony Fasano, he had dudes, you know what I'm saying? Then he came back again and had, like, Eifert in them. Then he had you and he had CJ and Fuller and all of y'all. So, like, you know, he, he does a good job with the talent that he's given. And he also is a good recruiter, I think, from what I remember, he was a good a, a good recruiter. So I think it's definitely made Notre Dame a little more dangerous in that passing game, for sure. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, just speaking to I think the recruiting side of it, like I think you you kind of hit the nail on the head. Like he he real like he can really relate to the players. Like I guess just because he's coached so many dudes. Like when you when you mm-hmm. really when you coach some dudes who like especially he been at Notre Dame, he like they gonna he gonna know he gonna know the culture. He gonna know what they talking about like and how to kind of get through there on you know t- 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 the right way to get through the Notre Dame experience almost. So like yeah. Um, he just, like, he's a great, I think he's a great guy just for that locker room in general. Cause uh man, you know, just you got a guy who's been there for over 20 years at this point. Like just about, like, he know that, he knows South Bend like the back of his hand. Like,
2: you seen crazy. so <laughs>
0: much development. I'm he
2: probably, he probably got some real estate still. He probably got oh, I'm sure. some real estate I'm out, sure. out there, South Bend, for good sure good he time. got some. Yeah, he knew what it was in O2. He probably was like, you know what? Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna hold this little spot down real quick. Yeah. Just, just I Got case. a little spot on Eddie Street or something. <laughs> sure, for sure, bro. I think another thing too with, with with him is he's definitely coming off of having a Heisman Trophy win, and having just coached somebody that led the country in yards and touchdowns, and was super dynamic. And I think you know, Riley Leonard is not as dynamic, but I think he's got some of that to him a little bit. You know what I mean? And I think it's going to be interesting to see what they do. I mean, even with dudes like CJ Carr, who's definitely a, a, an a arm talent, you know. I think it's definitely gonna be uh I think it's definitely good good for the guys, man. And and yeah, like recruiting is definitely gonna be easy for him. I mean, he's been there yeah. since you know, almost for like Rudy days, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, this is going back to O2. them kids some of them kids was born and the kids he recruited was probably wasn't even alive back me. then. not
0: even alive, you know yeah. I mean? Like yeah, first time so that's yeah, that's yeah, that's something of his own. I mean, you know, me and Ryan kind of were touching on it too. Like, you know, at, uh, what he did with Jaden Daniels this year, you really saw Jaden Daniels be himself. Like, yeah. every game, it was like, "Yo, you know, whatever they were, they were losing, winning." Jaden Daniels was going to put on the doing show, doing his thing, You're doing his thing. thing. And I think that's the, I think that's what Dembrock does best. Like, he's he's gonna instill that confidence, and he's gonna put you out, he's gonna put you in the best best position to do your thing. Like, he's not gonna. He not gonna make it complicated. He not gonna have you reading this, reading that. He's like, yo, he ain't open or whatever. I don't, I'm not sure. His, I, don't, I don't know his strategy, whatever. But like, <laughs> if he ain't open this and that. Just run. Just yo, 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 do yeah. your thing. do your thing. Like I know the receiver. You know, we had guys like Corey Robinson, Will Fuller. um He, I mean, T.J. Jones. He coached T.J. Jones. I mean, Eifert. Um, some all those names, guys, bro. Them some good dudes. And like, locked all them boys up in practice. Uh, locked them all up. <laughs> Davars Daniels, I can't forget my boy D. Oh, i the up before. <laughs> definitely, I got footage of
2: that too. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, 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 ah. Hey, messy. I'm messy on this. I'm messy on this last episode before we hit 24. <laughs> I'm getting
0: messy. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, D. But yeah. D. Man, he um, all those guys, man, and even myself, man. He really like. He really put it. He really gave us that confidence. Like man, y'all, like, he, he, like he would he would he would talk shit to us. Like he kind of talked shit, like man, like what the fuck you doing? Like, but he would shit. tell you, like, you straight up, like man, you got to go make them plays. Like your quarterback is trying to make the play so you got to you got to make the plays for him. And like especially yeah, when we had, he was like, man, y'all got a nice quarterback. Y'all got to y'all got to make the plays for him. Like, and. We was like, shit. I guess so. Like, man, I mean, We, nah, we was clicking
2: people. that year. That was that was a good year, man. The first <laughs> yeah. half of that year, that hurt, the first half of 2014 was epic, bro. Like,
0: yeah, it was epic, bro. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, man. Mm. Um, uh, like I said, Ryan, man, we happy to have Coach D back, man. It's a, uh for sure. It's a, um for everybody in that locker room. I think they're gonna have a anybody who gets a chance to meet meet him, have a relationship with him. He's a great guy. Um, easy to talk to, you know, real relatable and Definitely. stuff. So y'all, going to real fun time having him in that locker room. And I think the offense, offense, and him and Riley Leonard are kind of the, a great match, just for uh, especially for this for this year, for kind of what we need. Um, you know, some kind of little stability from the you know the head, you know, mm-hmm. from the head offense, you know, the head of the offense. And then as as far as like what the quarterback position is gonna look like, you know, a guy like Riley Leonard and and Jelly. However, if it plays out, you know, kind of getting a guy like Denbrock, he's gonna. Make the things make the, it's it's kind of simple for them and let them just go out there and play their best football. Definitely,
2: and I think this is another great hire for for Coach Freeman for Marcus. You know he mm-hmm. he's getting somebody that's a great offensive mind and him being a very defensive minded head coach, it's always yeah. good when you see them getting a real stable. I mean, because I mean, I feel like Coach Coach Denbrock definitely has had chances to go be the head man at plenty of places before. And he's okay. had tons of responsibilities. So I think yeah, it is definitely going to be great for Notre Dame. And I think we're going to get uh, – it's going to be some good some good showings next year. You know, I ain't going to speak too soon and say, you know, what's yeah. going to happen. But I think we're definitely going to have some good showings. I think it's going to be a lot of dudes whose confidence is going to get boosted. And, yeah, uh, yeah it's going to be a lot of dudes who get to, to get let off that leash a little bit. You know, they get to let it rip. Uh, yeah. Like you said, yeah. man. I think Coach D is definitely good for Notre Dame.
0: I think, I mean, you hit the nail around the head, the confidence boost. I mean, we, as far as, that's, that's the one thing I kind of, you, you really saw lacking this year was the confidence and then, you know, mm-hmm. the guys having confidence in each other. Um, and that's, and that's, and that's that's where it starts at. Everybody got to believe in each other that they're going to, and then the quarterback got to believe the O-line going to block. And then when he throw the ball, they got to believe that.
2: They're going to catch
0: has, ball going to be there and, he, and the, the receiver's going to catch it. So, you know, everybody got to be doing their job. And I think, um, Coach D, Coach Jim Rock will definitely bring that accountability that we were you know, kind of missing here. So yeah, man. Let me Three ask you your
2: opinion on this. Let me ask you your opinion on something. Mm-hmm. To kind of backtrack a little bit, it was something that I kind of was that I observed from Sam this year. Like once things started to kind of go a little bit bad, there was a lot of times when he would be on the sideline, sitting by himself. Yeah. Do you think that's what a quarter is? That what you want out of your quarterback, or do you want your quarterback to be not necessarily not you know? super rah-rah and hey let's go i got it i'm gonna make it up but what what do you think is the right response like how do you because to me that looked real standoffish and it didn't seem like he had the rapport with his teammates that we thought
0: he did that's 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 what me too you know like when as far as like if if you had that relationship with your boys and like things aren't going well you you gonna you gonna go over to him be like yo Come on, somebody man. tapping him on the shoulder or mm-hmm. something. It was like he mm-hmm. was just a lonely like, man over there a little bit. You no, know, even like you know, we had like you know, a guy like Malik. You know, I know he's a kind of the extreme example because he was so he was kind of our boy. But like, mm-hmm. if we had a couple of drives where it was like, yo, things weren't going well, Malik is gonna be like, yo, let's go, like let's pick it up, like we gonna we gonna score this next drive. You know, mm-hmm. anytime you go sit down, I mean, I, obviously, I mean, you, like you know, and, and obviously the camera always gonna you know. Zoom in right on you and stuff. For like sure. uh then they might not always show like the, the points when you go They're over good, there and talk yeah. to them. But um at the same time, like you know, it's never a good look when you just go over and sit by yourself and you just kinda like put your head down, you know. It's like mm-hmm. whenever you like shit, you, you fuck up, like go go say what's up to your teammates and just go look at the game. Like, you know, that's it. Like mm-hmm. just keep it moving. Um, go to the next, you know, ne- next play. Uh but it did look, it did look kind of, you know, that definitely looked like that at times. Like he just didn't have that relationship with the guys where it was like he can go over there and just say, say like, "Yo, I I need y'all right now. I need y'all to you know do this mm-hmm. for me. I need y'all stuff for me." He didn't. You, you can you could just tell he didn't have that. He didn't have that relationship with the receivers. The O line, mm-hmm. he had a little bit rela- that relationship as you. You could see that. Like you could definitely see they were a lot better friends. Like after the after the practice, you could tell he would go over. To, he he going over to O line house like
2: right.
0: he ain't chilling with the the young the young boy receivers. <laughs> like, I <don't laughs> you know? I and yeah. I mean.
2: He's, he came in for one year so like yeah. is that even his responsibility to be trying to connect with the young dudes and trying to lead them the right way like i mean it kind of is but like it
0: depends on what you're really there for like right it's like you know it's, it's hard to i mean it, and for him it's like it's hard to ask him to be the, the head the quarterback making yeah. you know me and Ryan was talking about he made two mil this year so he 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 in commercials he doing media he doing interviews all the time <laughs> yeah. like so half the time he probably not even you know when he after he yeah, done like, all that crazy. stuff like I'm just trying to go chill. So mm-hmm. at this point he like man you know he probably was so busy this whole year like yeah. he, I, 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 he probably, probably had, just, had
2: barely any time to enjoy. What yeah. time there is to
0: enjoy in South Bend? But <laughs> I, 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 I can almost guarantee he probably even he ain't even been to uh what's the little place on uh, on campus. Um, the little breakfast place I used to go to, Grace Hall. Is it Grace Hall? Oh man, Grace! Yeah, like, hey I, I yo, the little you, chicken wrap. You get the chicken wrap down in the. Ooh. Bro, I'm telling you, I bet you he ain't even been to Grace because he just he's so be probably so busy like he ain't even got time.
2: Man, if Grace is still even if it's even still If they still if even, even doing gone, the thing over there, I only know.
0: You know yeah, they, they got you know it.
2: Zom. You know Zom's not even a dorm anymore, bro.
0: Yeah, I no, hurt. They Zom closed down a while ago. <laughs> shut it down. Hurt my heart, bro, hurt my he heart, said, bro. Hey, he said, "Y'all, y'all looking like y'all partying like a real college. We can't have that. Here. You feel me? <laughs> like
2: we—that's where if you wanted to get a real college experience, you pulled up to a Zom dorm mm-hmm. party like your freshman year. You had to. You had to. Yeah, that it was, was, the
0: right was, that the was Yeah, you like Zom it. really getting after it. Like I ain't get mm-hmm.
2: appreciate y'all for tuning in as always. Appreciate y'all for tuning in all season long. It's been a pleasure and an honor. It's your boy DB. Cheers. <laughs> boy CJ." We are...